Welcome to the Week 10 episode of the QB List Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, this is the Waiver Wire Show. I am your host, Cal Nelsliger, and I am joined once again by a new co-host. This is the third co-host for the season. I'm wondering if it's me or if it's something with the schedule, but Mario has been placed on... They're not injured reserve. He's going to be out for the next couple weeks. Not, nothing severe. He had some prior commitments. So once again, I'm joining by a pinch hit co-host. I'm joined by Dustin Ludsky. He is the manager of the start sit uh, team here at QB list. He's done a lot of great work for us. So Dustin, thank you for coming on. Ah, no problem. I'm the designated QB list uh, pinch hitter for podcast. So fill in wherever I'm needed. I did waiver wires with Eric uh, last week and uh, fill in tonight, maybe next week as well. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, he, like I said, does a lot of work. And before we get started, let us all know where I can find you on Twitter and, uh, like I said, plug some of the work you have. I know you said you managed to start SIT team, but any other thing you're working on at QB list? Yeah, so I'm. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the D unit, so T H E D U N I T uh, 13 on Twitter. Uh, I manage the SIT start team, so our SIT start articles go out every Thursday. We cover every game, every player. And then I do a dynasty uh, future report every month. So working on November's October came out a couple weeks ago and hoping November's will be out next week. I've got it pretty much mostly done. I just want to update it a little bit and uh, gives you five names for dynasty stashes that you can stash now for free. That'll pay dividends next year. So not top end players, but guys that are free or bottom of the bench guys that you can pick up and might produce as uh, flex players or wide receiver threes or running back twos next year based on pathway and, uh, pathway to opportunities for them next year. So I look at contracts, look at, you know, their skill production in college and where the team's headed and where they might shine. And I will probably be using that to try and beat you in our QB list staff dynasty league in which uh, I'm actually surprisingly doing pretty well. For, you are you know, doing, for the first you are year. doing well. And I'm, I'm rebuilding already in that league, even though it's the first year I kind of had that mindset. That's the tough part about writing content with a website is yep. everyone on your website looks at it. And then if you're in a staff league, everybody knows exactly who you're targeting. So I have to, Try to trade for my players low-key before the article comes out, but I'm in another Dynasty League. And then I do podcast uh, guest spots across the board, so I've got a bunch of those. You can find those on my Twitter. I've got uh, one tomorrow and a couple more coming up in the next few weeks. So if you check me out on Twitter, you can find out where I'll be on a bunch of different podcasts and find some other cool stuff out there in the community. Yeah, that's like last year we had uh, Ben Brown was known throughout QB list as the guy who was in on Logan Thomas. So every single trade offer he would get anytime Logan Thomas would do anything good, the discord would blow up with uh, tagging Ben Brown. So yep. everyone's got the player they're associated with and uh, you'll keep going. I have some of the players in my mind, but you know, we'll see who um, by the end of the season who I start getting associated with. I have one or two in mind that I keep bringing <laughs> up. So hopefully if I can keep being associated with this guy, I think we'll be okay. But yeah, if you get attached, gonna... to the, if you get attached to the right guy, you look really good. It's, it's bad when you get attached to a bad guy. Uh, Eric Eder is attached to Tyrion Davis Price for this season, and that has not gone well for him. So that is not. And you know, there's one receiver that I brought up on multiple shows. I'll probably bring him up today, and we'll continue to bring him up until we meet that threshold. So uh, <laughs> we'll see if uh, we'll see if Dustin and I have the same opinion. But like we said, we're going to jump into the Week Ten. Which I can't believe we're already in double-digit weeks, but we're getting right into week 10. The buy-pocalypse is over. We're back to the normal four teams on buys. Just a reminder for all you guys who are playing, the following teams will be on buy this coming week. The Baltimore Ravens, the Cincinnati Bengals, New England Patriots, and New York Jets. So, of course, you've got some very fantasy-relevant players throughout these teams. A couple quarterbacks you've been starting throughout the season and off throughout all our positions. So we're going to dive into this waiver wire and try and help you replace those teams. So we're going to get right into it. And Dustin, we'll start with you. 
you know, top priority this week. I know it's a, you know, even any position, you know, who, if you had to, you know, in a vacuum, who would be the this most intriguing name on the list this week? It's tough because I think you are looking at a running back, even though we do have Joe Burrow and Lamar on by. So you're missing two of the top quarterbacks that people are starting. I'm still looking at a running back. Um, Jeff Wilson's probably the guy I'm looking for. Recently got traded, probably got dropped when McCaffrey got moved over to San Francisco. Since has been traded to Miami. First week came back and basically split with Raheem Mostert there. So positive signs for him to basically probably take over, if not being a 50-50 timeshare in Miami. So Jeff Wilson's probably the top priority. I would agree with you on that one. And you dive a little bit deeper numbers. Like you said, they basically split the snap share. Jeff Wilson actually got a higher target share than Raheem Mostert. Now, is that going to continue? I don't know. But you know, we mentioned it, why people were so into Raheem Mostert early in the season. Same situation. He has that rapport with Mike McDaniel. They played with each other in San Francisco. He played under McDaniel in San Francisco. So there's no reason for him not to be involved. They specifically sought after him at the trade deadline. Even after getting rid of Chase Edmonds, they decided, nope, we still need the running back depth. And that went out to get Jeff Wilson. So he's going to have some involvement. You have to, of course, limit the upside because he is in that timeshare. But, you know, like I said, four teams on by. There's some running backs. Like, you're missing Joe Mixon. He's been incredible. Andre Stevenson, you've been starting him. Michael Carter, you're probably playing him in a pinch at this point. And even Kenyon Drake's probably someone that you were probably flexing most yep. weeks. And I think with Miami, if you look at what they did from the time they brought in McDaniels is they signed Mostert, signed Sony Michelle signed Chase Evans. They've been looking for more running backs there. And obviously they've since cut Michelle and then traded away Edmonds and brought in Jeff Wilson. So there is that, you can tell they definitely want to use two running backs. And I think that even if it a 50, 50 timeshare is a good split in today's NFL, uh, we see a lot of 70, 40, you know, 70, 30, 60, 40, where we're starting that lower end guy in the timeshare. Look at green Bay. People are still starting AJ Dillon, uh, even though he's way down there and probably the 30%. Mm-hmm. Um, he's still naming your start. So someone in a 50 50 is, is good. If you can start both of them there. Yeah. And they play Cleveland who hasn't exactly been that shut down defense that we've, uh, you know, may yes. have hoped them be. So it's a great match. We can take advantage of, I, I think Wilson's very viable flex, maybe even into the lower end RB two this coming week, especially even in that timeshare, they're going to give him the ball that offense is clicking on all cylinders right now. So if you can get Jeff Wilson, I think he's an easy, uh, plug in into your lineup at some spot. So uh, the next up for me in terms of running backs is I'll kind of transition and continue that. Uh, it's Jalen Warren. Um, he's come up. Pittsburgh's coming off the bye, but we kind of talked about it the two or three weeks ago with this Pittsburgh offense. It's concerning. And we, we meant, did mention that he continues snap share. He continues to get more and more involved in this offense. I'm still not fully sold that Najee Harris is hundred percent healthy at least as a Steeler fan, I hope he's not 100% healthy because I, if this is how bad he actually is, then we might be in some trouble throughout the rest of the year. I'm hoping he's been battling an injury and they can shut him down and get him ready for 2023. But, um, you know, if he's not 100% healthy, if this trend continues, Jalen Warren's going to continue to be more and more involved. Unlike Jeff Wilson, I have zero confidence in starting him right off the bat and putting him in your lineup at this point. But... Outside of Wilson, I don't know if there's any other running back on the wire who's an immediate, you know, plug in this week to start. But you know, if you can get the starting running back in Pittsburgh, if they do shut down Najee, which yeah, I'm still holding it up in my head, that's definitely possible with how limited he's looked and you know, not great and how bad Pittsburgh's playing. I could see him just saying, let's just move on to 2023 and see what Warren can have as a backup. So if you can get Warren as a good handcuff, 
I think he's a great stash moving forward. I agree. The only other options out there are guys in question mark backfield. So uh, we talked about Chase Edmonds, him and Latavius Murray being in Denver with Melvin Gordon. No clue what that's going to look like coming out of the mm-hmm. bye. Um, so you could take a flyer on those. Same thing in um, Indianapolis. You got Jonathan Taylor's been injured. Deion Jackson did not look good. They shipped out Naeem Himes, brought in Zach Moss. They still have Jordan Wilkinson. So what that backfield looks like, they just fired their coach today, fired their offensive coordinator last week. So Jeff Saturday is coming in as a coach with no coaching experience. Um, don't know who's going to play quarterback. So it's just a huge question mark in Indianapolis. So it's almost like in drafts with Miami was like, which one are you taking? I have no problem with people taking a flyer on one of those Indianapolis running backs. Um, I wouldn't be burning a ton of fab or wasting, you know, why waiver wire priority on them, but maybe someone you'd pick up after waivers run, if they're still out there and take a flyer on them, if you have that bench spot. Uh, Cause you just don't know, right. It could, it could be Zach Moss's backfield. They could shut down Jonathan Taylor for the rest of the season. If they're fully tanking, which hiring a coach who, has no college or NFL coaching experience whatsoever. And I looked at his stats for his high school team that he coached. He went one game over 500 in high school coaching. So not exactly the coach who's spot, you know, giving you any sort of experience there. They just might shut it down and fully tank. So they might shut down JT and it could be Zach Moss's backfield in Indianapolis. So it's worth throwing a waiver out there. And then Chuba Hubbard might be coming back. Deontay Foreman looked not spectacular question marks they say pj walker is going to start this week after getting benched for baker um but again some question marks there on that offense so again it could be a flyer just to fill in if you're looking for a running back let's also not forget that sam darnold just got activated so maybe he gets involved in that quarterback room it's a mess in carolina but i do really like chuba hubbard call uh throughout the seat at this point in the season carolina's gonna be playing from up behind a lot for the rest of the season. I don't know how many more wins they're actually going to get. I think they're right up there in terms of getting the number one pick in the draft, along with Houston and, unfortunately, my Steelers. So uh, they're not good. And we saw last week Raheem Blackshear had four targets, four receptions, 40 yards. It's not, you know, it's it's decent numbers, but if you can get some passing down work for Chuba Hubbard, I think he can be a viable PPR play moving forward. Um, if the work does go back to the 50-50 share, which I do think it was. The old run was a great play, and I think he's still the running back you want there. But if you're in a PPR league, I think uh, Hubbard, so long as he's active, can be uh, someone you put in your flex and have a safe uh, PPR floor. I agree. So as long as there's nothing else, like you said, this running back's kind of a, you know, it's an interesting week for running backs, but like I said, there's no major names. It's Jeff Wilson and then probably a nice little tier between the rest of the running back options, but we'll move over to the wide receiver position. And, uh, you know, same question. We started at Dustin. Who's your highest uh, ad in terms of wide receiver? Who's you, who are you prioritizing this week? I'm going to prioritize Michael Gallup uh, with Dallas coming off the bye. They got CD lamb there. Gallup really has stepped in. Dak is back. Um, I think they're going to change up that offense a little bit. We're not sure what Zeke's health is. It looks like he's probably not going to be available for week 10. Um, by some reports today, um, he's not. Gallup hasn't really shown a lot, but he's coming off injury. Played with Cooper Rush, I think with Dak back in that offense. Dalton Schultz' role is iffy because he's been injured. Noah Brown has been involved with with Cooper Rush, but less so with Dak. So I like Gallup as a solid wide receiver three. I think he's one of the people who can get off waivers and have impact on your team right now. 
I will say just be mindful of the teams coming off a bye. So if, you know, George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, Brandon Ayuk were dropped, you want to make sure they're not out there because I think they'd be a higher priority, but we don't expect them to be out there based on ownership in what we've seen on Yahoo and Sleeper and ESPN. Yeah, you saw in week eight, Michael Gallup got a 23% target share, six targets, and the uh, win over Chicago Bears. He's going to be involved. And we saw the report, and I guess it's something to keep monitoring, is that the Cowboys have expressed interest in Odell Beckham Jr. I don't know how legitimate that is and whether he actually will go there. Of course, if he does sign there, ignore us saying this, and that'll probably limit his upside. But if Gallup you know, remains the number two. I think it's there's a lot to to like out there. Um, I'll move over to a wide receiver. That I, we mentioned at the beginning of the show receiver. That I keep bringing up. I'm gonna keep bringing this guy up. Wondell Robinson from New York Giants. They just traded away Kadarius Tony. So Robinson is the clear number one. This coming week they're facing the Houston Texans, who are not a good defense. We saw AJ Brown just go nuts off them, and no, Wondell Robinson's not AJ Brown. But when you have the clear number one in an offense with uh, the amount of injuries the Giants have dealt with, no Kadarius Tony, and you look not only against Houston this week, their playoff schedule coming up that the rest of the fantasy playoffs. Of course, they play Dallas against Week Twelve. That's tough. But in the fantasy playoffs, you have matchups against Washington, Minnesota, Indianapolis. There is a lot to like for Wondell Robinson. He's the clear one. I'm still thinking the Giants are going to be they're going to be in competitive games, but the offense does go through sick on Barkley when they throw the ball. It's Wondell, and who the heck knows after that. So I'm extremely interested in Wondell Robinson. If he's out there, I'm trying to get him as many leagues as I can. He's right up there. I might prioritize Gallup, but Robinson's a very, very close second to me. I'm not sure Wondell Robinson is the one. I think it's still Darius Slayton, but I think he's a good pickup. I think he will mature into the one. Um, I think Slayton's just played a little more than him. I would still prioritize someone like uh, Odell Beckham was cleared um, to play. Rumors of him going to the Cowboys. We've heard other teams, you know, obviously Bills and Rams are still in there. I've heard the Giants as a possible landing spot for him, for Odell as well, going back to the Giants. Um, I expect Odell to sign this week. Um, I'm expecting Thursday would probably be when I'm expecting Odell to sign. I have no information saying that's true. That's just what I expect. I will also say I'm looking at Will Fuller as the consolation prize for the Odell Beckham sweepstakes. So if a team doesn't get Odell and they're still looking, they may go after Will Fuller for whatever reasons is still available out there, can play right away, isn't coming off an injury. We're not really sure why Will Fuller hasn't been signed, probably available. So I would probably prioritize those two as a little more above Wandale um, just because if they come in, they can be wide receiver twos, if not a wide receiver one in Odell. And I think Wandell's still a wide receiver three. Just isn't seeing enough snaps for me right now, but still a good player to pick up because um, I think he has the potential to mature into that as the season goes along, gets through some of these tough matchups coming up, but easy playoff schedule. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And like you said, there's a good point to bring up both Will Fuller and Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, wherever they go, they're going to make an impact right away. There's no reason for them not to sign. I think Odell Beckham Jr. is definitely the more – the one I'd be more excited about yes. fantasy in terms of whenever he goes, but it's team dependent. If he goes to, if Fuller goes to a team like, I don't know, Cleveland or uh, if he goes to the Fuller goes to the Giants can become the one. Then that is very intriguing to me. But if he just signs as a three somewhere, of course it's, it's team dependent, but I think there's a uh, names to monitor, but Odell Beckham jr. We've seen it in the past. He has a, league winning upside and even last year when he was the Rams he could still be a, a very viable flex wide receiver too uh in your in your fantasy lineups the tough part with 
Odell and Fuller is if you pick them up this week, you're basically riding it out until they sign because you're never going to feel comfortable dropping them um, because knowing that they could sign at any point. Uh, so it does kind of clog your roster up a little bit that you're just holding the guy who's not producing at all in the hopes that he signs. But you have to sign him before he signs because once he signs, he's going to be they're going to be number one priority wide guys out there. Um, so worst case would be if he signs on Thursday and it's you have open waivers, like whoever's the fastest to click that button gets them, which is not ideal. Um, so maybe you pick him up, maybe try to trade him right away, pick him up off waivers and try to trade Odell to someone else who's excited about him coming back and maybe recoup something. So it is just a tough one because they're not on a team and there's no chance of them producing until they get on a team. Yeah, I think that's definitely something to keep in mind. And I think it's a really good idea to possibly cash in on the, uh, you know, the hype, hype yep. about Odell Beckham. Especially goes back to New York Giants, just the amount of people who New York going to a team like that. Well, and there's we'll just see. no one else there. I mean, they got Wandell and Darius Slayton, mm-hmm. but you know, even Dallas, Dallas was linked to Brandon Cooks of the trade deadline. It seems like Dallas wants to add someone, which is why I think Will Fuller is a sneaky one to pick up because I think he'll be the consolation for T. If, you know, if Odell does go to the Giants and Dallas still wants someone, their only options, Will Fuller, there's not much else out there. So I do have a few other names of guys yep, that are low-key. Uh, Traylon Burks, if you have an IR spot and you can pick him up and stash him, I highly doubt he's available. Um, because if you if you drafted him in the season, you probably slid him into your IR spot. He's probably lived there all season. But if he is available, you can pick him up, throw him in your IR, and then pick someone else up. It's not a good, not a bad thing. Uh, Terrace Marshall Jr. surprisingly finally <laughs> did something um, with Baker Mayfield. So it looks like they're going back to PJ Walker for Thursday night in the short week. But I think that might just be a short week issue. Um, you know, so he's out there. Could be the wide receiver too behind DJ Moore in Carolina, depending on who the quarterback is. Uh, DeAndre Carter, if Mike Williams, Ankeen, and Allen are out, um, could be a streaming option. And then I like Christian Watson in Green Bay. Sounds like Romeo Dubs is going to be out four to eight weeks with an injury. Christian Watson did get banged up, but if he's out there, he could be a pickup and be the wide receiver too. For Aaron Rodgers, who hasn't played great, but is still the back-to-back MVP um, on a team that doesn't look great, but he still can get targets and has had, had a lot of hype coming out of college. So Christian Watson might be out there for you as well. I think those are great names to keep. I think my favorite might be Terrace Marshall, just based on uh, yeah. it's the same mantra I've had with Wanda Robinson. Outside of DJ Moore, they got no one else to throw the ball to, and they're gonna be playing by, they're gonna be down by a lot. The question is, who of course will be throwing him the football? But I think he can finally, you know, bloom, blossom into the receiver. Some of the people in the fantasy industry were hoping he could be. It's not gonna be as great, but. You know, he can be someone you're going to start, especially this week. You're going up to the Atlanta Falcons with the receivers you have on by. I think Marshall is a possible flex in the you know three a wide receiver, a three wide receiver league. I think you could do worse than uh, than flexing him in that matchup. And you know, it's definitely worth mentioning the trail on Burks if you stash him. They're in a similar boat. Hey, who the heck are they going to throw the football to? If he can come back and you have the IR spot, uh, Titans. You know, I'm. I'm st- if Willis is throwing in the ball, then it's definitely limits the upside. But I think Burks, we know he has that high end potential, and they traded AJ Brown and that made him the one. So I think that uh, you know, if you can hold on to Traylon Burks, I think there's a lot to lots of like for him moving forward. And what's tough is that division is they're all still in it. Like that whole division, even the Texans are still like within a shot of winning that division. So it's not like a team can just tank in that division. They can, 
But if you have a shot of winning your division and making the playoffs, I think they go for it because once you make the playoffs, anything could happen. So Trey Lindbergh comes back. They're going to throw him out there, A, to give him those reps and get him back in. But they have a legit shot at winning that division still, which is crazy because that division is trash and all those teams have not played well. So, yep. It's amazing when you look at something like that. Both Souths, the NFC South and the AFC South. It's uh, it's gross. It's gross, gross. down South right now. They're going to both be the four seed that get bounced in the first round, probably by a, a much better five seed. And they're probably going to be either you know nine and seven or seven and nine. Like, or I guess it's what nine and I guess it'd be nine, nine and eight. Nine and eight. Now, yeah. Eight. Now, like they could have a losing record and still win the division and get a home playoff game. To a right, they could play the Giants. Giants could be the wild card at you know, with two losses and still have to play a road game. That's yep. horrible. And they may play the Falcons or whoever wins that division, Tampa Bay. It's just not gross. And you're talking about Miami could be the wild card team going into yep. going into Tennessee, going you know, into so Jacksonville, for, maybe go to Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah, it's just kind of crazy that we're gonna see some scrub teams in the playoffs. And I think at some point teams are going to have to figure out if they're going for it or tanking. And in those divisions, it's really hard to tank when you have a legitimate shot because yep. at the end of the day, winning the division does mean something. Getting the playoff game does mean extra revenue for the owner. So they're not going to be for it. And playoff, a lot of times there's bonuses attached to your contract for making the playoffs. And so players, coaches, and owners are going to want that extra money. So it's hard to tank when you have a shot at winning your division. Yeah, so we'll move on over as long as there's no other receivers. We're going to get into the streaming category, which we always talk about. We'll go into a couple positions just to talk about some names to pick up. I think this first one on the tight end list is no longer just a um, a stream and be done. I think he's entering the top 12. Um, I, I will see if you agree with it. Greg Dulcich <laughs> is a name that everyone is talking about right now. Dustin, yes. do you have any thoughts about Dulcich? Is he here to stay, or is he a kind of a flash in the pan sort of player? I think he's here to stay. I mean, Russell Wilson has always kind of favored his tight ends. Um, he's played really well. Obviously, everyone was hyped about Albert O coming in the season, and he basically is not existent with Greg Dulcich. Um, I don't think he's a streamer anymore. I think people have probably picked him up. If he's out there, you definitely have to pick him up and probably start him every week unless you have one of the top five, six guys. I think he's in there just on his routes run and and percentage of, of targets he's getting. He really has kind of made uh, the combination of Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy irrelevant. It seems like Cortland Sutton's kind of out on the outs now, and it's Judy, then Dolchich is the pecking order there, which is crazy. And we talked about, um, or you watched it on Sunday night. How, yes, it's Travis Kelsey. He's great, but they're playing the Tennessee Titans this week. Titans have not been a great defense, especially against the tight end position. So I think Dulcich is due for not only a great week for the rest of the season, but especially in week 10. So like I said, if he's out there, he's a clear priority. You might even put him ahead of some of these receivers we talked about as a, a potential impact guy, not only for this week, but for the rest of the season. But if you if you aren't as fortunate to get Greg Dulcich and you still need a tight end because you might be missing Mark Andrews or Isaiah Likely this week, where are you looking in terms of the tight end position? I am looking at Seattle, surprisingly. Noah Fant and Will Disley um, both look really good. Um, Noah Fant saw six targets. Will Disley four this past week. Uh, I prefer Fant over Disley. Uh, Fant ran 24 routes. Disley ran 14. Uh, he's playing 50% of his snaps in the slot. Um, he's only playing three snaps, so 10% in, uh, wide, and 10 snaps, so 35% in line. Pass blocking on only two snaps, so 7%. They played Tampa Bay, who's the ninth, giving up the ninth most points to tight ends. 
Um, so I like that combination. We talk about Geno being so good this year and Metcalf and Lockett being benefiting from Geno's play. We're just not talking about the tight end. So I think they're good streamers for week 10. They are on a bye week 11, but then they come back and play Vegas, who's fifth most points to the tight end. Then kind of have a tough stretch, but week 16, uh, Kansas City, so seventh most points to the tight end. So tough stretch there, weeks 13, 14, 15 against the Rams, Cardinals, or Rams, Carolina, and San Francisco. So I think you can get a couple weeks out of them. Definitely the week 10, drop them for the bye, maybe pick them back up, or my streamers, uh, the ones I'm looking at in terms of tight ends. Now, you did probably lose Evan Ingram uh, with an injury, it sounds like. We're not sure. You do have... Uh, Mark Andrews on a bye. Even Hayden Hurst with Cincinnati's on a bye. Ty Conklin, who people have been hoping, is on a bye next week. So there's definitely room to pick up a streamer and and get some work out of him week 10. For me, I think someone who, especially this week and possibly for the next couple weeks, we're finally getting it. Cole Komet finally is having that breakout we're hoping, especially with how great Justin Fields has looked these past couple weeks. Fields, of course, is a viable starter. We'll get to him probably uh, in the next section. He might be at the point where he's uh, over rostered, but I'm sure we'll mention him. But last week, Colt Komet had two touchdown receptions in the win over and the game matchup against the Miami Dolphins, 22% target share. He's starting to get to work. We are all extremely excited about him going forward, uh, coming into the season. I draft him in enough leagues just to hope <laughs> that uh, we got to click, we got it to click and it didn't exactly work out. And I dropped him in. I found a viable tight end, but for this week, I would really be looking forward. He's facing the Detroit Lions, and the Lions have, outside of facing Aaron Rodgers, have not been a good defense this season. So uh, I think Cole Komet has a great opportunity in this matchup. Uh, he has a little bit easy schedule moving forward. I believe they have a matchup with the Atlanta Falcons following that. So for the next two weeks, Cole Komet's a uh, streamer at the tight end position, which you can really, really like. And then someone else who you sh- I will throw out there is Kate Otten. He's only 11% rostered. We saw the... He was the number one receiver for the Tampa Bay Bucks this past week. Um, I don't know what's exactly is wrong with Tampa Bay. I'm not going to try and dissect it. I'm not exactly upset to see Tom Brady in the Buccaneers struggle. I think he's had enough success in his career. But, you know, he caught his first career touchdown last week, six targets, five receptions, 68 yards, and a touchdown. It's a matchup that, again, you could possibly take advantage of. This coming week, he's a clear part of the offense. He plays Seattle Seahawks, who have been up and down on defense. So if you're desperate and you really need one, I think Kate Otten's uh, up there as well. Yeah, he was the fourth highest uh, tight end scorer this week. Cole Komet was two, and Noah Fant was seven. So two, three guys over top ten this week that I think you can pick up waivers and have good matchups in week ten. So. Yeah, I, I would completely agree. We'll move over to the quarterback position. I'll say it off the bat. He's not on here but if justin fields is out there go get him he's playing the blinds go take advantage of that he's running I mean, he's, he's playing great regardless yeah yeah and especially yeah i would agree he's a viable starter moving forward especially against the uh, for detroit lions but if you do need a streamer because you are missing lamar you are missing joe burrow or near two quarterback league where are you looking at the quarterback position who would be your top ad uh, out there i mean marcus Mariota, i think has to be the one he's Rostered in 33%. Um, he carries that boom-bust kind of risk-reward every week. Um, but he's putting up decent numbers. I think he had like 24 points um, in Week 8. Uh, he has a little bit of rushing upside, getting a little less now that Cordero Patterson's back. Um, only put up 7 points this past week against the Chargers, but gets Carolina, who's not a great defense. 
But overall, is treating him pretty well. He's been one of his best seasons so far. He has 10 touchdowns, six interceptions. Um, so he's on pace to have a really good season. I think he's worth uh, picking up and streaming this week. He's got that rushing floor, and there's yeah. always someone you could take advantage of. So I do like the Mariota call. Um, another name that I'll put out there, he's right on the border. He's 49% rostered. But Jared Goff uh, against the Chicago Bears, we've seen the Bears defense continue to struggle. Yes, it's Tua, but we've seen Jared Goff have his moments. They're dealing with a, lot, a little bit of injuries on that offense, but uh, you're playing the Bears. Offense is clicking on all cylinders right now. I think that has extremely high shootout potential, which means a lot of passing attempts for Jared Goff. I think it's just a really good matchup and, you know, he's right on that border. He's been playing pretty well this season. I'm actually getting kind of a, uh, you know, surprised of how much I've liked what I've seen from Jared Goff. I don't know what it means long-term, but I think that this matchup in Chicago is one you could take advantage of in a shootout potential and right on the board at 49%. I think you can do worse than streaming him this week. I will throw out, uh, I guess it's really two names. Uh, pay attention to Indianapolis who they're starting, whether it's going to be Sam Ellinger Matt Ryan or Nick Foles, mm-hmm. so they get Vegas um, this week. Um, and Vegas is giving up the second most points to quarterbacks. So I think there's a possibility there. Um, Matt Ryan's probably on your waivers because he got drops. Ellinger's probably out there because he hasn't played well. Um, they do have Philly in week 11, so you might just be a one-week option for you. Um, but if you're looking for an option, whoever starts for Indianapolis could have a decent week. They still have Michael Pittman, Alex Pierce, you know Paris Campbell, they have three tight ends that are all – if they were one tight end, they'd be great, but there's three of them, so they're all kind of okay. Um, so names to talk about. And then I will say if you're looking past streamers, if you want to throw a flag on someone, check if Deshaun Watson's out there. He's coming back in week yeah. 13. It's going to be a couple weeks still, but keep that out there. You know, And then Sam Darnold, we mentioned before, got activated off our probably gets a shot at some point in Carolina. Uh, so someone to think about there. Yeah, it's definitely worth mentioning that as a potential guys moving forward. I guess you might even throw Jameis Winston in a similar yep, situation um, with New Orleans. Uh, Andy Dalton's been playing fairly well, but you know he's still working his way back from injury. I would expect them to make the quarterback switch at some point. If it happens this week, then there's a lot to like in this matchup against against Pittsburgh. Yes, I'll. I'll poo-poo on my Steelers for a little bit there. <laughs> it, they've allowed the fifth most fantasy points to quarterbacks. They've not been a really good defensive season. And, you know, even though coming off, coming off by, Jameis, we know, has that uh, high arm potential. So I'll throw him in there. As a, if they make the quarterback switch, if it's Andy Dalton, I'm not too interested. But unless you're, of course, in a two-quarterback super flex dynasty, something like that, if Dalton's still out there for some reason, of course. But um, I think Jameis is a guy you might want to stash in those sort of leagues. He's still sitting out there. Agreed. So we'll wrap it up. We'll go over to the defenses. It's a, you know, some interesting matchups. If you had to stream a defense, you know, who, where are you looking at this week? Uh, I'm looking at the Giants uh, playing Houston. Uh, should be a good matchup for them. Houston just can't seem to score points. Now, obviously, they gave Philly a run for their money. Um, so I like that is a decent matchup. And then I'm possibly looking at Denver as well playing Tennessee. Uh, we're not sure if it's going to be Tannehill or they're going to keep rolling with Malik Willis. Just not a high-powered offense. All they have to really do is stop Derrick Henry, which is easier said than done. Um, but we'll see what they can do. That might be someone I might think about streaming this week. Yeah, I'll throw New Orleans Saints out there too. They're 
as we're recording this, they've allowed 20 points to the Ravens, which is fine. They're not any, it's nothing great, but their defense has had its, its moments this year. And they're playing the Pittsburgh Steelers, whose offense has not really had many good moments this season. Uh, Kenny Pickett's been you know, struggling in his NFL debut. I blame it on the offensive line, but we're not going to go that route or Matt Canada, but we're not going to. We're not going to go that deep. I can do a whole podcast about why the Steelers need to make some sort of changes <laughs> and uh, do that, but I won't bore you. But all that being said, it's a, a defense that we've had some interest in throughout the past couple seasons, and against a rookie quarterback who has been struggling with an a struggling offensive line, I think it's a lot of recipe success. So I think the New Orleans Saints, thirty-seven percent rostered, are a, a very intriguing sleeper or streamer this coming week. Yeah. All right, so that's going to do it for these options. Before we wrap up, I want to throw out a few. Um, you know, I'll, I'll go to you um, just to start off. Before we wrap, I want to talk about some drop candidates. Is there anybody you know that's kind of on that, uh, kind of on that borderline we've been talking about? It's been mentioned as drop. Is there anybody at this point that you're, as was said on one of the former, uh, I believe, the ESPN podcast, you're welcome to the dumps, Phil? Is there someone that's uh, you're ready to move on for? You're cutting bait. Yeah, I'm going to say Hunter Renfro uh, just isn't seeing the work. It seems like it's Devontae Adams or Bust there in Las Vegas. Um, anybody on the Jets that's not named Garrett Wilson, <laughs> that's a wide receiver, I'm, I'm yeah. ditching them. Uh, I'll throw out the name Robbie Anderson as well. Uh, just not getting the work since coming over from Carolina in Arizona. Uh, again, it's one of those things where it's DeAndre Hopkins. Rondell Moore has looked good. Zach Ertz is still looking good. He just hasn't played well. And then Romeo Dubs is out four to eight weeks, so he's probably droppable. I don't think he's going to worth stashing on your IR. I think you can just drop him at that point because if he's out eight weeks, that puts you to fancy playoffs. That puts him out for the rest of the season, really. So he may mm-hmm. come back for fancy playoffs, but I'm not going to start him his first two weeks, probably a week or two back from injury. So he's probably droppable at this point, too. No, especially as Alan Lazard continues to rebuild that. If- rapport with Aaron Rodgers, Alan, uh, Christian Watson is going to likely be out there this week. And as long as he stays healthy moving forward, probably getting that report back up. So yep. he said Dubs is probably back. At the very best, he maybe becomes a two in that offense, but uh, more than likely it'll be if, like a, a timeshare and a three, and you're not going to trust him right away in your fantasy playoffs. So completely agree with there. One last name I want to throw out there. He's only 44% rostered, so he's probably been dropped, but Marquez Valdez-Scantling, I'm ready to move on from in Kansas City. We're seeing that offense we've been talking about all you know, throughout the fantasy industry of how the receiver room is going to play out. Juju's become the one. I think yep. that's pretty clear for receivers. And that's a bunch of people for two. But if they trade for Kadarius Tony, they're still using me, they're using Michael Hardman a lot. I think Valdez Scantling is starting to move down that pecking order there. And I'm done trying to shoot fat upside in that offense. I think Valdez Scantling's just a he's a boom bust play, and I'm not ready to willing to stash that at this point. I'm ready to move on and go get one of these uh, other receivers out there. I'll also throw out if you had Ronnie Rivers from LA. Um, Cam Akers is back. So Ronnie Rivers, I don't think he played at all this week. And then Caleb Huntley running back in Atlanta is playing decently, but is now behind both Patterson and Algier. Um, so just not seeing a ton of work. I think you can drop him, let him be the landmine for someone else um, in an offense that has to pass more because they just can't stop anybody. So he's just not going to get a ton of work. He's still going to be a low end flex play every week, but he's not worth having on your roster. You want those guys who are going to be, potentially winners, potential high upside guys who can play if they have opportunity down the road. And I just don't see that opportunity happening for him. Even when Patterson was out, he was relying on really efficient work to be fantasy relevant. 
Yeah. And like we've mentioned with the teams on by, it's Baltimore, Cincinnati, New England, and the New York Jets. Keep an eye on your waiver wires. There may be some intriguing names from those teams being dropped because it's still bye weeks. Uh, one name that I can, you know, potentially, I don't think that someone would do it, but if for some reason someone drops Jacoby Myers for the Patriots, you stash that and move forward. But it's just worth mentioning that we were talking about before the show. We both have a league that was 12 or more people where Deontay Johnson was dropped during the bye apocalypse. So, Yes, he's been struggling, but he should not be dropped in your league. So keep an eye on that. If people are trying to navigate the bye weeks, yep. there's Tyler, always those names that are worth mentioning. Uh, Tyler Boyd drop. would be a name I would throw out there. Yeah. He could potentially get dropped. He was probably drafted late, maybe picked up a few weeks ago with Jamar Chase, and people may have to make room for him this week. Uh, luckily, we're back to four teams on a bye for the next few weeks until we get to week 14 where we have another six on bye in that first week of fantasy playoffs, it seems. So... Not great scheduling by – I don't understand what the scheduler is doing because there's no, no one on by week 12, um, but we have six on week 14 and only two on week 13. So it seems like they could have shifted those some other weeks and had some on week 12, but yeah, I've never I've never gotten that because I believe it was two or three weeks ago we had just two teams on by and then six this past week. Why don't you just keep it consistent for yeah, it was, the season? It was two in week eight, six on week nine. I've also mm-hmm. said that I think they should – if they're going to schedule a week with no bye weeks, it should be the week after the trade deadline. It just seems to give an unfair advantage for the teams that are on a bye the week after the trade deadline. They can draft, they can trade for a guy and then have that extra week to get them yeah. up to speed. Like just put no one on bye that week. The scheduling is just a wonky thing. Same thing we had eight games on the early slate and only two in the late slate yep. this past Sunday. Like they need to figure something out just to make it more palatable for fans because really we're the ones that drive the league in terms of money. So. But it is what it is. We live with it. You got to pay attention to it. I will say for waivers, this is the time of year where I start looking at playoff matchups for guys. Um, pay attention to who they're playing in your in your fantasy playoffs because I think that does make a difference. Um, I'm not one for stashing defenses, but if you are, New England has a real good matchup in week 11, so they're on by. Maybe you can stash them if they get dropped. Um, it's just roster construction if you can fit them in there. Everything's based on what your roster is and what you can afford to tie up in your on your bench so yeah it's definitely worth keeping an eye on moving forward and something worth keeping in mind especially as i mentioned uh too it's team dependent you know at this point in the season where your team's at if you're at going to be facing a guy who need a lot of upside shoot for those upside plays if you're feeling safe that you're likely going to have a, a playoff spot start playing some of those stashes start doing what dustin said and picking up a defense streamer for a week away start picking up those uh you know stashes in case your star player gets hurt during yep. the playoffs you want to Build yourself for the best possible playoff run you can. Yep. Pick up your handcuffs now. You know, even if it's a guy who's, you know, not high on your high on a list, you know, if it's you know, if you need to pick up Madison if he's available because you have Dalvin Cook just in case, you know, now it's time to start to consolidate your roster just your starters. It's really for me the time where I start looking. I have a spreadsheet for all my leagues where I plan out my team and I look at who's on buys and moves the guys in and highlight them so I know where my bye weeks I might need to fill in. Because you might come to a point where you, if you don't look and all of a sudden week 13, you realize you have, there's six teams on buy and you're missing three, four players and you can't cover that on waivers then. That's something you need to plan ahead for. So start looking ahead with your leagues and your teams and see where you might need some holes down the road. And better to get a guy a week early than a week late. Yeah. And as always, if you have individual questions for your waiver decision, start sit. You can find me at Twitter at calendar underscore slicker. Dustin, once again, let us know where they can find you on Twitter if they want to get some some of your advice as well. Yep, it's the DUNIT13, uh, D-U-N-I-T-13. So the D-U-N-I-T-13 at Twitter. 
Yep, and you can always keep an eye out at, at the QB list. It's part of this podcast is going to be dropped. AJ will have his weekly waiver wire column where he'll go into depth about some of these names we mentioned and possibly even more. Uh, we know he does a great job with that. And as always, I'll plug it like I always do. If you want individual access to the pitcher list and QB list staff, you want to talk football with us every Sunday, join our QB, our QB list discord, go to pitcherlist.com or QBList.com, click get PL plus, and you will get access to all the members of staff and be able to talk football with us throughout the week. Um, it's a great community. Like I've mentioned Sundays are so much fun when you just see people posting discord. You get the news. I saw the Frank Reich news of his firing literally two seconds after it happened because someone was able to find it on Twitter, post it in discord. No, wait, here we go. And we got that. So it's great for your game day inactives. You find out these, the news as soon as it comes out, essentially. And uh, you could post your start sick questions, your waiver wire questions, and more than likely someone from the staff, someone from the community will come in to answer and help you through. I pretty much run through every trade offer that I get through at discord now outside of our, staff league because i don't want staff to know what i'm up what i'm up to yep and it's only eight dollars a month uh, i will say that i agree with you that breaking news is always posted there as soon as it happens we have a, a good group of i would say 30 people that are on there that post yep. everything right away sometimes it's a race to get things posted so we also talk everything besides football and baseball yep. we talk movies tv uh curling <laughs> golf D board games you name it there's someone talking about it there's been talk about the chess scandals that have gone on in our, mm-hmm. we have a random topic. We talk about Wordle. Um, if you like it, there's someone who's willing to talk about it. You get fans from teams across the country. Uh, so you're a Steelers fan, Callan. I'm a Bills fan. We've got Bears fans, Packers fans, you know, Bengals, Eagles, Cowboys, Jets, you name it. There's a fan of them in there and they can, they're in tune to the beat writers. They're in tune to what's going on locally. So if you're a fan of a team and you're not local, you can probably find someone who's local who's plugged in. So it's a great resource. It is $8 a month, which isn't that bad. So $96 annually. Um, but you get a great access to the Discord. With that, you get ad-free website, which is also good, uh, custom article feed, uh, access to the Discord, uh, picture list plus if you're into baseball, some other stuff off the baseball side. Um, so I think it's well worth it. I know money's tight for a lot of people, and there's plenty of things you can subscribe to. But I do think picture list plus uh, is worth it if you're into fantasy football. You get access to the Discord, which I think is just a great community. We really strive hard to make a really good community yep. there, and uh, so yeah, check it out. Yeah, Eric's definitely made that a uh, you know mission for us throughout my time here at the site to you know continue to grow the community, continue to get people involved, and it's it's a lot of fun. I it definitely you know not to be savvy about it during those COVID times where we we're all during a uh, quarantining. It definitely helped get through COVID. Everyone was yeah. act- active in there. Everyone was chatting. It was just it was a great way to pass the time and still interact with people, even from behind a computer screen. But enough sappy. Let's get into fantasy football. So best of luck for this coming week for your waiver wire pickups. As always, check our check the waiver wire article. If you have any questions, find us on Twitter. So thank you for tuning in to the QB list fantasy football podcast. I am Callan. That is Dustin. Best of luck for your waiver wire bids this coming week.